chapter 9, verse 9, as Jesus went on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax office, and he said to him, follow me. And he got up and followed him while he was uh, reclining at the table in the house. Many tax collectors and sinners came to eat with Jesus and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? Now when he heard this, he said, It is not those who are well who need a doctor, but those who are sick. Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. For I didn't come to call the righteous, but sinners. I think that uh, that's a wonderful truth. Because Jesus Christ came in fellowship with me. And I, I know none of you know who I am, per se, or my past. I don't know any of yours, really. But I think that we can all say, if we have come to the knowledge of who God is, that he is merciful because he sat down with tax collectors and he ate and drank with sinners. And he, he told this to the Pharisees who, in their mind, you all know, we all know that, you know, they thought that you had to be a certain way in order to enter into the kingdom of God. And he said, I desire mercy and not sacrifice. Go and learn about this. So I would like for us to, to take some time to learn about the desire for mercy and what mercy is. But we'll start with that first question. How do we become merciful? <clears throat> in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 3 through 5, Matthew chapter 5, verses 3 through 5, uh, we won't take our time to, to read the scripture. Uh, you can go back and read it, though, but we'll hit the highlights of it. Um, so the question, again, keep it in your mind, how do we become merciful and what's so important about it? And then Matthew chapter 5 through 3 tells how broken and empty a blessed person is. You'll find that in 3 through 5. The poor in spirit, it said, well, we will read it, blessed are those who mourn, or blessed are the poor in spirit, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the humble, for they will inherit the earth. So as you read these, you see that a broken and contrite person before God has experienced mercy. And we'll talk more about that as we go. And when a person finds themselves in this condition, broken and empty, verse 6 tells us, a hunger and thirst for the fullness of righteousness will follow. Sometimes I write things weird. But with this emptiness that we have, we have a hunger and thirst that comes from it because we see what we are and who we are before God. Follows a hunger and thirst for righteousness. In verse 6, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Well, how do you get to that point where you realize why you're poor in spirit? You realize why you mourn. You realize why you must be humble. Because God is who he is and we are who we are. <clears throat> Verses 7 and 9, or 7 through 9, show how, uh, how that being filled with righteousness will reveal itself through mercy, through purity, 
and peacemaking. I've not always been a peacemaker, and I still struggle with that sometimes. Sometimes I like to turn the knife and play my little games and pick on people. But a true converted heart will be a heart that pushes for mercy. Read that. It says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are, are, yeah, blessed are the pure in heart. There's the purity. For they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers. For they will be called the sons of God. Blessed, blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness. For the kingdom of heaven is theirs. So, the answer to the question, where does mercy come from, would be probably easily summed up in this. We have all probably been broken down on the side of the room at some point in time. Now, I'm not saying that we all stop for the person that's broke down on the side of the road. But when you see them, you probably think, oh, bless their heart. Right? Because you know how that feels. You know how it feels to be broken down and pretty much helpless on the side of the road. It's happened to me a bunch. <coughs> Way more than what I would like to admit. And most of the time because, it, it, you know, it's my fault. But mercy comes from a heart that has felt this spiritual bankruptcy. A heart that has waited on God meekly to stifle our hunger and satisfy our thirst and desperate need for mercy and perfect righteousness. <clears throat> I want you to take that into account. Waiting on God meekly and humbly and patiently. Because we all know in this room who are regenerated that it's not a quick process. We still struggle with sin. And His mercy does much more abound. And He just continues to forgive me. Even after He has called me from death to life, I still need His mercy every day. And my righteousness will never be good enough. And I continue to hunger and thirst for His righteousness. And when we think about Christ, it's easy to think about the tender and sweet mercy he bestowed on the sick and afflicted, on the broken, on the drunkard, on the poor, the fool, the wise, how he drew, truly drew the scum of the earth to himself and remade them, brought them to his righteousness with loving kindness. Do you know what that feels like? To be in the place to where you see who you are and who God is. Dead in our sins and trespasses, perfect and holy and righteous, King of kings who spoke the entire cosmos into existence, who is good in every way and perfect and upright. And we are wretched and in need of a Savior. How could we so easily forget? Do you not know how it feels to so long for God's mercy every day when we wake up in the morning? Should we not cry for His mercy and thank Him for it every day? 
a merciful heart will flow from a person who every day wakes up and gives praise and honor and glory to God for everything that we are, everything that we have, because if it were not for His unfailing kindness, goodness, and mercy, we would not be where we are, have what we have, and even though it may seem like you don't have much, you are rich beyond measure just by knowing and having the riches of the knowledge of who God is. Amen? Let's read Hosea real quick. Hosea chapter 6. When I say that you, it may seem like you don't have much or like you're going through a lot. This was written almost 900 years before Matthew. Hosea chapter 6. Check this out, guys. This is beautiful. Come. In verse 1. Hosea chapter 6 and verse 1. Come, let's return to the Lord. For he has torn us. And he will heal us. He has wounded us. And he will bind up our wounds. He will revive us after two days. And on the third day he will raise up. Raise us up so we can live in his presence. Let's strive to know the Lord. His appearance is as sure as the dawn. He will come to us like the rain, like the spring showers that water the land. Remember that. How we become merciful. And we'll hit on some more topics as we go. Brother, will you pray for us?